Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, March 1st, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today, as you do every day. I do appreciate it. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time, and I really do want all your financial questions. Anything financial, we'll talk about. Anything financial. Okay? And, you know, there's not a requirement that you call me, but it certainly makes a more interesting show when we have a two-way conversation instead of me just talking about things I think are important. So you shape the show, you direct it, you tell me where you want to go, and we'll go there. And of course, our my goal on this show, as always, is try to make you a better investor. And in doing so, that will give you the financial freedom you all we all crave. We all want financial freedom. And that's what this show is about. You know, if I can help you become a better investor and then you can make more money investing, then my job is done. Uh, Hopefully we'll get there. It is pretty hard. You don't want, you know, working for money over our entire life is exhausting. You know, it is exhausting for most people. Most people don't work at things they like to do. And I did that for years myself. So it, it's exhausting, but you still, even during that period of time, you have to put money away. I was talking to my wife today. We were walking, walking the, the, some a neighbor's dogs. Uh, she likes to walk dogs. She loves dogs, but we don't have any now. But anyways, <clears throat> we were talking about her older brother, and we were thinking, you know, he has not put any money aside, and he's 65. Not any, none doesn't have any money put aside, 65. You can't do that. You're never going to make, you, you don't know if you can work, how many more years you can work. You can't wait till the 65. It's way past, way past time for him, way past. I think he's too late. He's going to work till he dies or until no one will let him work and he's going to be destitute. Well, that's the decision you make. You make early decisions, make good, solid, early financial decisions, you'll be fine. That means spend less money than you make. It's that simple. Most people can't do it, though. I think the majority of people can't do it. So this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you make better decisions, one question at a time. And along the way, I hope you will be participating with me so that you can ask those questions so we can discuss them. We call it our Anytime List Online number. It's 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Earnings season is winding down. Here it is, March. You know, this, we're talking about the fourth quarter. So it's way down. We're just getting little splatters of earnings reports coming out. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a pretty good earnings season, better than expected. Um, but the, the future is what everybody's looking forward. And that future does not look bright if we do not have some kind of trade agreement with China. 
I think the market is building that in, that they're the positive vibes and sayings and announcements that things are going well, you know, has, you know, the market is buying into it, pushing stocks up. What if they don't? What if they postpone it? What if something gets delayed? You know, what's that going to do? I think it's going to be detrimental. Tesla, they had a billion dollars due today and they made the payment and that's going to leave them with a, a cash crunch. They don't have enough cash on hand and it's going to be a big problem, a big problem. They also announced today or yesterday that they're going to sell all their cars online. Well, that's not that big of a deal. 80% of them are sold online anyways. So they were going to lay off people because they're trying to get the car that that Tesla three down to thirty five thousand dollars, and that's what he announced. He's going to get it down to thirty five thousand dollars each. It's going to be tough. Are you an investor in Facebook or Google? They are having big problems with Britain. Britain's going to find them huge, huge, based on quote unquote toxic content. Did you think that maybe some of these countries around the world are just trying to dip into the the uh, success of Facebook, Google, Apple, all the big, big tech stocks? Everybody attacks the big tech stocks. They always have. Ever since I've been doing this since I'm 20 years old, I've noticed over the years when the company gets really big and successful, they get attacked. And they get attacked in different ways. And this seems like just being held up, being held up, these companies here. Give me your money or else. And that's what it feels like. And I think that's going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, you can argue that maybe they deserve it or don't deserve it. But, you know, just watch. You're going to see big, huge money pouring out of these tech companies into the coffers of various states. I'm talking about states like countries. And it's all about just taking money. They don't, you know, they really don't care too much about the content that's out there. They don't. Okay, Amazon will soon be, uh, you know, it's going to change the way it delivers. They're going, you're going to be able to pick the day you want it delivered. That usually, they, you know, they get it to you as fast as possible. But now you're going to pick. That'd probably be pretty good. Um, let's see. Did you see the retail sector out this? You know, the numbers coming from the retail sector were very good, comparatively speaking. Foot Locker reported almost 10% growth. Nordstrom's better year over year for same store sales. Um, the only one that, a Gap, notice Gap announced they're going to spin off Old Navy, which is their most successful uh, uh, part of the Gap stores. I think they have Banana Republic and several other stores. I just don't remember the names. But they're going to they're going to spin off uh, uh, Old Navy, and that had a big gap. Gap shares jumped hugely today for that. J.C. Penney, even though they had a better than expected quarterly profit, said they're still, they're going to close a dozen more stores. So they're still having trouble, lots of trouble. As you can see, there's always a lot of news, interesting news, or news about things financial comes out every day. And since it's Friday, I will be sharing our, you know, some of the highlights in our, our KPP Premium Newsletter I sent out this morning. But first, let's go ahead and grab a question from our internet. No, let's go ahead and there's a live call. Let's talk to John in Santa Cruz. How are you doing, John? Good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. 
Uh, a lot of shares of SNH, and uh, it's tanked today. I'm worried about it. <laughs> Do you know why it tanked? What was the news? Was it earnings? No, I've been trying to find that information, and I uh, there was a like a shareholder meeting I think today, um, but I'm not well, sure. It, it okay. went down nine percent. Well, they had a conference call today. Uh, announced the fourth quarter, and you're in. Well, they announced their fourth quarter earnings. My, without reading all the articles, my suspicion is their guidance for the coming year was not nearly as strong as expected. Um, SNH, everybody, senior housing properties. It's a REIT, real estate investment trust that owns and acquires and leases senior housing properties in 42 states. And, um, been under pressure lately. Um, SNH, I'm just pulling more information. Yeah, they 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 hit a bottom at eleven. They came off that bottom and looked like they were doing pretty good. Got up to about fourteen, fourteen twenty-five or so, and now they're back to eleven seventy-five. A big down day today. I see that. Well, you bought it for the dividend, I'm sure. I'm sure you bought it for the yeah. dividend, John. Uh, and it's, they're going to make a dollar sixty-three this year, which is up three percent. But a dollar fifty-nine next year. It's eleven dollars stock. They got to pay that. Uh, let's see. They still can maintain that pretty hefty dividend. They're gonna, you know, they they still have the money. Right. They have the sales growth. So I think the dividend is not necessarily in jeopardy. It's just that there's some bad news out there. Their growth is not as strong as the experts expected. Oh well, either hold on to it for the dividend <laughs> or move on. But I think yeah. I think you should hold on to it if. Because the dividend's pretty secure. John, thanks for the call. I appreciate okay. it. SNH, everybody. Senior Housing Property Trust. I like the, where it is. It's in the senior housing, you know, that they're in 42 states. It's a $2.7 billion company. It's not small. It's, I mean, it's, it's, that's not big either. So it's a maybe almost mid cap. Not quite, but pretty close. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And whenever you have an investment question, I encourage you to call my office or call me here live at 888-99-CHART. And call me anytime you want. You can send me an email, too, if you have a question. Uh, you know, um, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can call from that, too. You can subscribe with iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Anyone, I, any way you can get a hold of me, I want you to get a hold of me. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and welcome to March. Both the calendar and the market are moving fast. And on March 13th, just a week from this coming Wednesday, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose. He'll conduct no-cost and personalized portfolio reviews. Do not miss this opportunity. Register now at investtalk.com. Steve is here taking your calls live. Step up with your questions now, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, our main talking point today. A billionaire investor, Warren Buffett, is he correct? When I say is he correct, I'm talking about his concerns about Bitcoin. He says it's a delusion. And it has no unique value. And it's, of course, the world's largest crypto, cryptocurrency. You know it lost about 80% of its value, right? 
from top to bottom. <clears throat> so he also said it's probably rat poison squared. <laughs> so I think we got a pretty good idea what Warren Buffett thinks of that. Also want to talk about um, today uh, industrial stocks. They've done very, very well here in this most recent rally. It's time to take some profits off the table. Um, we had some economic news uh, today. Some of old, some of new, some of delayed. I'll talk about that. And beware of the Ides of March. What's happened in March, middle of March? The Ides of March is actually March 15th, but I'm going to talk about dates right around the middle of March and in history when it comes to the market, what's happened. Okay, the market was up 110 points today uh, on the Dow, 62 points on the NASDAQ, and 19 points on the S&P. So it had a pretty good day, first day of March. Um, we're still trading below our old highs we made in September. So I was moving on six months ago. And uh, we still haven't recovered that, which I, I have said before on the radio, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I have my doubts that we're going to get there this year. We might if we get that deal with China. I mean, we need it sooner or later. The longer it's delayed, the more problematic the market's going to have you know, with 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 uh, moving stocks higher. So it's got to be sooner than later. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Anyways, uh, that's what's happening in the market. That's what I'm going to talk about. But of course, what's on your mind? You know, that's more important than what I want to talk about. Here's an investing term you should know, buy the book. Buy the book is mostly an informal term. Sometimes investors or traders say they are going to buy the book when they feel especially strongly about a long position, when what they really mean is they intend to buy either a large number of shares or all the shares they can afford. That's what it, that's what it has meant in the past. I don't think people use it very much anymore. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, professionals often, you know, also commonly use the term "by the book" when bragging about the prospects of a position they already hold, especially for one which the underlying company just reported positive news. But you probably, you know, the, the public probably hasn't heard that too much. You can you can pick up this term on Investopedia. You know, that's a great website for finding out the definitions of things. Anyways, time to give me a call eight 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 ninety nine chart. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pisa, and I believe that every investor should determine their own individual risk tolerance, as you know. And of course, the first step in that is going to our website. You need to determine your risk tolerance. We have a free online tool to do that. 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth-building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hello, my name is Conrad from Phoenix, Arizona. I was calling about a comment that you made on your February 19th podcast. I just had a question on the idea of paying down your mortgage faster compared to taking the amount that you would put into your mortgage 
and investing it. From the research that I had done before, it kind of looked like it would be better to take the money that you would put towards the principal of the house and invest it over the long term, you know, an average of 6 to 8%, rather than paying down that additional principal payment. I uh, just kind of wanted to have somebody give an idea on that scenario. Thanks. Okay, um, mathematically, it would probably be better if you did invest over the mar- in the market rather than paying down your mortgage. But that's mathematics. It doesn't take into consideration human nature. And there's where I have a problem. Most people can't invest and stay invested and not touch the money and continue to just keep dollar cost averaging into the market over time. They can't do it. There's been so many studies that show how poorly people perform in their 401ks because they try to time the market. Also, when you know, there, there's a point in your life where you want to be an interest earner, not an interest payer. And to get to that point, you want to pay down mortgage. You also want to retire with no mortgage. So you got to pay down that mortgage over time. And at the same time, you're paying it down, you're building equity, and in a different asset, a house, instead of the stock market. So there's lots of you know pros and cons, mostly pros in my mind, to pay down your mortgage over time. So I tell people, yeah, pay extra every month. I think it makes perfect sense to do so. It's a way to invest and save, and it's very stable. And you're living in the house in the meantime. So, yeah, that's my belief. You can do math and say, well, gee, you know, I can make more money. You know, well, possibly. Some people don't consider the tax deductible of the interest rates when you're paying that mortgage. You know, there's different things. So... You know, that's my philosophy. You want to be an interest earner, not an interest payer. And to get to that point, you got to reduce your debt. Don't start with the house debt. Start with your credit card debt and your car debt and then the house debt. You know, but you've got to get rid of debt. Our main talking point today, billionaire investor Warren Buffett says Bitcoin is a delusion and he sees no unique value in the world's largest cryptocurrency. And I've heard this from a number of of uh, very smart people. I think what we're dealing with, first of all, to tell me the difference, tell me why uh, you hold up a dollar bill, US dollar bill or a won or a, uh, a, a euro or whatever, whatever currency you have, tell me why it's worth so much that you can buy with it. How come, where does that, who decides that that's worth that much? Who decides that gasoline here in California is worth $3.25 or so? Who, you know, why is it, you know, so every currency trades based on what people think, including bit cryptocurrency. The differences are that our, a currency by issued by a government, a sovereignty, they, a sovereign, they, they back that currency with the strength of their economy, the strength of their political system, the stability of the, 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 uh, the economy and the strength of the workers behind that economy. That's what supports that currency. Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency doesn't, who, it's just what we think it's worth. There's no 
you know, it's kind of like a smoke. You can't really grab it. You can't really define it. But currencies, regular currencies are also difficult to determine what something is worth. So a lot of smart people think cryptocurrency is, is just not going anywhere. I think that it's going to have a place. They just need to develop that uh, the the chain, you know, the 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 value of a cryptocurrency is is the chain of knowing exactly where it's come from, where it's been, how much is, there's out there, and that it you know every every purchase of every everything purchased from a Bitcoin has been logged and tracked, and everybody knows it, you know. That chain, that block, they call it the blockchain. That was its key for cryptocurrency to be successful. And I think it's just in its infancy. I don't know where it's going to go, but I don't think it's going to disappear either. Warren Buffett hates it, though, just so you know. He just hates it. Oh, well, 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. We are going to talk about our newsletter that we sent out, that, you know, that I send out every Friday morning. I put a pretty good effort into that newsletter every week. Uh, it helps me in that it crystallizes the, 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 the whole week as to what's happened. And it makes me think about it and, you know, how it has affected you and me and everybody else. So I, I like doing it because of that. On the Nesta Vestock, ride-sharing operator Lyft lost $911 million in 2018, but it expects an IPO value of at least $20 billion. It's going to be a a big cap company right from the start. That story is going to be on Monday, everybody. Time to give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Ycharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Ycharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Ycharts every day. Ycharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. 
This is Invest Talk, and you're ready for unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you are, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Fernando in the Bay Area. How you doing, Fernando? I'm doing okay, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question in regards to my work 401k. Recently, they uh, raised the fees for um, a different mutual funds. And for instance, to hold uh, cash, like they call it stable balance, it's about 2%. Right. So I think that's the fee? Extremely, yes, yes, 2%. That's- and they have they have other mutual funds and um, and they're really high and you know after calculating these fees even if I get a match from my employer it seems to be uh, too high so I decided yeah, to yeah that too TV. well is the problem there a is, way is you're giving up for... uh, yeah. you're giving up free money if transfer it's a, my yeah. my to transfer to a, yeah. a regular IRA without having to leave my current employer? No, there really isn't. Unless you're a certain age and you've got to be retirement age and they they give you permission. If you can, Your 401k has to stay in the 401k while you're still working there. And once you don't work there anymore, you can roll it into an IRA. Are you sure that they're charging 2% for a stable value fund? that's very hard. Yes, and, and uh, I, I use your program, your uh, my 401k, and eventually uh-huh. I'll send the new uh, allocations, and um, I'll send you an email, and uh-huh. you can see the different mutual funds and the cost. Okay, I'll take a look at them. Because yeah. that's super high. For a money market fund, a stable value fund, it should be fractions, like point. Point two zero, not two zero, but point two zero. I mean, that would be much more normal. So that's really high, Fernando. And you're right to question that. Cool. You can cool, bring right. it up to your boss. Or, yeah, that's super high. Cool. You know that. What that's, can I that's do? A rip is, off. Is, I mean, you can't do nothing. You can't do anything other than complain to complain about it. Is it provided? Is it? Do you know if the four hundred one k is offered through the uh, payroll company or is your comp? Who is? Do you know who the custodian is? It Fidelity? Is it Principal? Is it? Who's the custodian of your four hundred one k? Is the 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 company is John Hancock, and I understand that there's a third party administrator. Yeah, they are, and they're expensive. John Hancock, they're. It's really they're really an insurance company, and that insurance company loves to get into the, love to get into this foreign one k space, and they have been doing it more and more and more over the years. There's not much you can do other than go to your employer and say, you know, hey, this is ridiculous. It's way too more expensive. Can't we do something about it? Because your employer has a fiduciary duty to you, the employee, about that cost, so you can complain to them and that's and they could change the plan if they want to and go to someplace cheaper vanguard is much cheaper you know there's other places they can go they don't have to stay with Jan, john hancock fernando thanks for the call i appreciate it and thanks for bringing that up you know bring that up because 
that's something everybody should look at is their 401k and the fees that they're charged. 2% for stable value. Stable value means it's not in the market, just like money market. And you're being charged 2%? I mean, you don't even make 2%. Something's wrong there. It is Friday, so I'll spend a couple of minutes on our premium newsletter, KPP Premium Newsletter, which you can order and buy and get every week, every Friday. In the market conditions section, I explained that we have had a fairly strong rally from the lows reached in December, but this could be a bear market rally. It could be if we don't exceed those highs in September and do that within weeks, not months, we might have another rollover back down. And that's going to depend on what comes out of the China uh, Trump talks, I think. And, of course, I mentioned economic statistics are erratic because you have some that are coming in and some trying to still get caught up from the government shutdown. And we're still getting delays on certain other stats. So it's a pretty confusing picture out there for those of you like me want to know where the economy is going and rely on those economic statistics every month, every week that come out. And so we're getting a pretty fuzzy picture. So... Anyways, that's where I did on the market commentaries, you know, the first section of the uh, newsletter. Then I always bring up uh, uh, other things. I have a couple of stock ideas that come in there. And I talk about every time, every week, a couple of stocks. Sometimes I put an ETF in there, or sometimes short position, something. Just trying to keep you uh, on your toes and build a watch list of stocks for you to take, you know, take a serious look at. Um, and the consumer watch, consumer watch, home buying market. Uh, you know, there's been there's been recent data that showed that there are a lot of delinquent mortgages out there, and banks may start tightening their foreclosure procedures. I mean, these were really delinquent back to the 2007, 2006, 2007 era. And um, I felt that if you're a home buyer looking to buy a home, you might get you know, a benefit here, and there might be some softening of prices. We're already seeing that that is happening, but I think it might just continue. There's always a lot of information, value information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. If you subscribe through vestalk.com, you will receive the full report each Friday directly in your email box. Finally, and this is, uh, if this information raises any questions in your mind, well, I encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself. You can send us an email, call our office, and we'll be happy to respond. I respond to every one of my emails. I may not be able to do it the same day or the next day, or sometimes uh, I might be two days behind, but not very, more, very often am I more than that. So, yeah, we will respond to you. Let's go to Richmond in Las Vegas. How you doing, Richmond? Oh, hi, Steve. Thanks for the call. Hi. Yes, um, I have a question. How do you know if a company has a lot of debt, very little debt, or if the debt is manageable? How do you determine that? Okay. That's a very, very good question. Um, first of all, you have to decide. You know, when, You have to know not decide. You have to know what industries do carry a lot of debt and it's good and what industries should not carry any debt and it's good and if they do carry debt, any at all, it's not a good situation. So you got to kind of know, for instance, banking, they always carry debt. 
because they borrow money to lend it out. They're always in huge debt. Uh, REITs, real estate investment trusts, or those the properties, they borrow money to buy properties. So they usually carry high debt. Tech companies usually but never they, carry debt or shouldn't carry debt. Go ahead. Okay, um, you tell me sometimes like uh, on your show that AT&T has a lot of debt, but it's manageable. So how does that work? Uh-huh. Okay, and how you can do that, how you can tell by the debt is manageable by, by the cash flow. Okay, how much money do they have coming in? That's, not, that's different than their earnings. Earnings is what's left over after all, you know, net earnings is what's left over after all expenses. But if the cash flow can sustain the debt, think about you. Think about you, Richmond. You have a certain amount of cash flow coming into your household, and maybe you have a mortgage, okay? Can you easily pay that mortgage because you're making enough money and it doesn't cause you any stress? Same thing with a corporation. They have cash flow coming in. Can they easily pay the debt without having to cause a lot of stress? That's the same question you're asking. Now, remember, certain companies shouldn't have any debt. Tech companies really should not have debt. Uh, big companies like AT&T and big manufacturing companies, they generally will carry some debt because their profit margins are usually not that high and they have big spending. They have to build out something like AT&T. Now they're going to have to build out all those 5G towers, right? Upgrade all the towers. It's going to cost a lot of money and they might issue bonds to do that. You know, because their cash flow is great. They can pay the debt, but they don't have tons of cash just sitting around because they're paying a high dividend. They're paying out their debt. So, you know, there's a balance there. You, you know, a car company, they carry a lot of debt. And I have always thought that that was not very good when they pay a high dividend. It shouldn't, you know, maybe you should pay down your debt rather than pay a dividend, but... It's, it's, there's no, Richmond, I cannot tell you, say, okay, they should not pay more, they should not have more, if they do a billion dollars in sales, they should only have a half a billion dollar debt. There is no magic number like that that I can give you. There is none. I wish there was. The only thing you can do is look at cash flow and see if the, how much they have to pay in debt and can they handle it. The bigger the company is, the easier it is for them to handle debt. Appreciate it, Richmond. Thanks for the call. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you are making the right choices with the money in your 401k, because it is hard sometimes. Listen to the earlier caller. It's hard. Candidly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study fundamentals and trends, it is pretty difficult. You know, that's, that's where Justin and I can help you. At KPP Financial, we have a math-based model guide. We call it Active401k. And this for this, what it does is it helps you make decisions on your 401k choices based on your personal risk tolerance. You know how much risk you want to take, and you know you can you set that, not us. So um, if you want to look into it, you can go to investtalk.com, take a look at it. It's a subscription, and it looks at eat. It sends you emails as to what you should do with your 401k holdings. And now I'm taking your question live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, 
the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed each Friday, and the next no-cost portfolio review opportunity with Steve Peasley. Yes, Steve will be returning to San Jose, California on Wednesday, March 13th to meet with Invest Talk listeners who understand the value of having a focused portfolio strategy. If you register and then make time to sit down with Steve, he can very likely show you how to maximize your investment performance. These are free consultations, but space is limited. So get started now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, uh, personal income up 1% in December, which was a pretty big number, but January is down one-tenth of percent. So we have personal income. We have both December and January report at the same time pretty much to this week. Um um, it, the ISM number, ISM number for February. So we've got a, a, a new updated number. Yay. It stayed steady at 54.2%. It was 56, so it's a 54. Anything above 50 denotes growth in the economy. And January construction spending, which we should be getting, we're not. It's delayed. We're not going to see that. So this is what I mean when I talk about we're getting information, but the information is sporadic or it's old and mixed in with some of the newer numbers. And it's hard to gauge what's going on because of the delays. The market was up today, 110 on the Dow, 62 on NASDAQ, 19 on the S&P. So I just want to update you on that. Beware of the eyes of March, everybody. Why? Why? Eyes of March. Remember... That, remember that was uh, what do you know what the eyes of March are 15th 15th but not exactly the day I'm going to talk about but close enough let's go to Alex first in San Jose how you doing Alex I'm doing good how you doing Steve I'm doing well thank you for the call yes I have a question about an entry point on the GDX aha uh-huh. yes you know, it's been a back and so. Okay. Yeah, GDX has been one of the stocks that's been coming off, uh, doing quite well since the beginning of the year. Uh, uh, actually, it's done pretty well since September, the, where the market peaked. And uh, then this, this GDX has been crawling up with, you know, it's been up and down, up and down, but with an upward trend. And I think that tr- I think around twenty twenty one dollars is a pretty good price. Is that twenty one seventy? GDX everybody is gold. Exchange traded funds seeking performance corresponding to the New York Gold Miners Index. So it's a gold miners index. A bunch of gold miners companies in the index. So I think it's getting very close to a buy point, right around where twenty one dollars. It's at twenty one seventy right now. Between this, where it is now and 21 is really a good buy point for this. Uh, It could go down to about $20.50, but I don't think so. I think this is the area it's going to kind of bounce from. We'll see. If if, if this is is what you're dealing with, Alex, if the Trump talks with China work out and all of a sudden they come up with a trade deal, gold probably falls another leg down. If they get delayed or there's some problems, 
gold's probably going to rebound. Because that's the recent fall. I mean, it's fallen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. When, uh, one out of the last 10 days hasn't risen. So it's fallen nine out of the last 10 days. And most of that is on the good news, what's going on either in North Korea, but more so about the trade deal. So I think that's what you're looking at. Because if you look at the, the other, you should when you're looking at gold, you should always look also at the dollar, which is GUP. And it's been steady recently. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. What do we do here now? We help you answer your questions on your fi- to get to your financial freedom goal, whatever that is. That's what we do here. So give me a call, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, Famed wealth builder Warren Buffett is called Bitcoin a delusion. Bottom line, the billionaire investor sees no unique value in the world's largest cryptocurrency. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. Greetings from New Jersey. This is Kevin. I'd like to invest in the cloud computing sector, and I was wondering what you guys thought of a company called CoreSight, C-O-R. I'll listen to your answer on the podcast. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how you're getting into the cloud computer. CoreSight Realty Corp. It's a REIT, a real estate investment trust that owns, develops, and operates data centers Facilities, okay, so the data centers is how you get in there. Uh, And major markets across the U.S. So it's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that develops and operates data centers. So you're really not going to... You're really not going to expend... Experience huge growth uh, in that space simply because it's a REIT. They buy properties. They, they, you know, it's not something like, you know... uh, uh, they're, they're investing in technology. They're not. They're buying properties that have these data farms on them. And so, therefore, it's a good, solid business. I'm not complaining about that. Uh, the growth rate and the gross sales growth is 10 12%, and it's probably going to stay there for a while. I do think this area is a very solid area to be in. Uh, earnings are going to be up 4% this year, and the estimate is for 10% next year, $5.81. It's a $103 stock. So, you're looking at a what, uh, 20 PE-ish, somewhere in that range. And that's right in the middle, mid-range of where it should be. Return equity is very good at 30%. So it's a good, solid REIT. Pays about 4.3% dividend. So it's nothing really exciting. And, you know, it's not really leveraged that much to, (laughs) excuse me, to the space of... uh, uh, the cloud. There's better ways to do it, but this is a fairly conservative play, um, and it does it does it does play dabble in that space because they buy properties in these data centers, which is what they are. Cor everybody, Corsite Realty Corporation. Beware of the Ides of March, which is March 15th. But I want to bring you back to. Do you remember when the internet bubble popped? Do you remember that day? I do. It was March 20th, 2000. Do you remember when the market turned around from the financial crisis? 
I do. It was March 9th, 2009. March seems to be a pretty um, pivotal pivotal market, a pivotal time in the market. And here we are, March 1st. And I would not be surprised at all if we have a pivotal time here in the market in March again. Do I think it's going to be as dramatic as these? No, no, I don't. I, I really don't. Uh, but it, it seems like it's setting itself up. Why do I say that? We've seen some really high volatility, right? We've seen the volatility from September all the way to December, and the whole month of December fell really sharp. And now we've made a V bottom right back up the whole month of January and February to, what, 5% or so of the top they made in last September. So you have this big V bottom, which is unusual, which is this, when I say unusual, this shorter period of time of both the down stroke and the upstroke. So I'm thinking we're going to see some more volatility, and I can easily see that happening in March, you know, going down again, and it, it could could keep going up and that as i said is going to be depend on there's a catalyst we need a catalyst and that's the china stuff but we also have some overhang bad news coming we got a global growth situation which is not good growth is not is accelerating it's decelerating you got you know no one's really talking about it but you got a brexit problem we don't no one knows how bad that's going to be i don't so you have a, a bre- an exit from Brexit. Um, we've got some fairly okay news out of China today, but they have been suffering here of late, and if they don't turn around, you know, the rest of uh, Asia is going to be a problem. Also, we have a, a we have a situation in which long term rates uh, pay less interest than short term rates in most out of countries outside the United States. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. That completes another day. I'm trying to fight off a cold cough right now. And I really do appreciate your loyal support. I really do. So the weekend is here. I want you to have a great weekend and then come back all refreshed on Monday. Have a nice evening, everybody. And the weekend, too. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.